Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. If you watch cable news these days, you may have heard a lot of impassioned debate about a phenomenon that some call family reunification and others call chain migration. Either way, in which immigrants who settle in the United States then sponsor family members to enter the country and join them. President Donald J. Trump said in his 2018 State of the Union address, under the current broken system, a single immigrant can bring in virtually unlimited numbers of distant relatives. To fix that perceived problem, Trump favors passage of the RAISE Act, a piece of legislation that, if enacted, would reduce the ability of Americans to sponsor extended family and adult family members and would impose a skills-based point system for deciding who gets to enter the United States. As a result, the act would cut legal immigration to the United States by a projected 41% in its first year alone. From the tenor of the discussion, you might think that it's pretty easy to obtain a so-called green card, the permit that enables a foreign national to live and work in the U.S. permanently, provided that you've got relatives here already. But how easy is it really? Let's take the example of a naturalized citizen from, say, the Philippines, who's been trying to bring a brother or sister here to live. According to the U.S. Department of State's latest visa bulletin, currently covering May 2018, such a sibling is now eligible for processing via family reunification if they filed immigration paperwork before February 1st, 1995. Yep, 1995. That means the projected wait time for a brother or sister who applies today would be more than 23 years. Other categories of family members from various countries face similarly long waits. A sibling from Mexico faces a projected wait of slightly more than 20 years, while one from India probably will have to sit tight for about 14. And those projections aren't set in stone. The wait could get shorter or longer, depending on other factors. We spoke with Joshua Brazeblatt, an attorney and senior policy analyst at the American Immigration Council, which is a Washington, D.C.-based organization that supports immigration. He said... People think you just apply, you get in line, and you come. It's much more complicated than that with all the categories and the limits. U.S. immigration regulations tend toward the inscrutable, in part because it essentially has multiple systems, one that's family-based, another based on employment, and separate routes for refugees and those seeking asylum. That American Immigration Council has a nine-page document to explain it. There are numerical limits on categories of immigrants and countries as well, But let's focus for a moment on family-based and employment-based immigration, which Breezeblit says are the two main categories, accounting for most of the people who enter the U.S. legally and become permanent residents. So stick with me here. There are four categories of family-based immigration. F1 is unmarried sons and daughters over age 21 of U.S. citizens. F2 is separated into A and B. A is spouses and children of permanent residents. B is unmarried sons and daughters over age 21 of permanent residents. F3 is married sons and daughters of U.S. citizens. And F4 is brothers and sisters of adult U.S. citizens. The family-based portion of the system has a theoretical ceiling of 480,000 immigrants allowed into the country each year, though according to Breezeblit, the actual number is often higher. That's because the F2A category of immigration preferences, that's spouses and minor children of permanent U.S. residents, is not capped. But that doesn't mean that they get in right away. Those applications can face a projected wait time of about two years, according to the latest State Department bulletin. Other family categories have caps on the number of people who can use them. For brothers and sisters, for example, the cap is 65,000 immigrants per year, unless there happens to be unneeded visas from the first three categories to supplement. 
In addition to the cap on categories, there's also a rule that no country can exceed 7% of the total people immigrating to the U.S. in a given year. A split explains, China, India, Mexico, and the Philippines are countries where there's a high desire to immigrate. They have longer wait times because they hit the limit sooner. Okay, but what about a foreign national without relatives in the country who wants to come here to take a job? While that's often a quicker route, in some cases, those immigrants have to wait for years as well. Immigration for employment purposes is capped at a much lower level, just 140,000 people per year. But the number of available slots is actually less because those job-related immigrants are allowed to bring spouses and minor children, and those both are counted against the 140,000-person limit, according to Breesplit. Additionally, not all workers are equal. There are different employment-based preference categories. The first preference, EB1, a.k.a. the Einstein visa, goes to people deemed to have extraordinary ability in various fields. There are also categories for people with advanced degrees, both professionals and skilled workers, and another for investors willing to put up $1 million or more to underwrite a new business that would employ at least 10 full-time workers, although $50,000 is enough if the investment is targeted at a rural or high unemployment area. To make things even more complicated, that 7% limit on immigration from a particular country still has to be factored in. As a result, some workers from China could face a projected wait of 11 years, while an immigrant from Vietnam in the same category might be eligible immediately for a green card. Perhaps the thing that people on both sides of the immigration debate can agree on is that the system is messy at best. In a June 2017 Gallup poll, 38% of Americans said that immigration should be maintained at its present level, 35% felt it should be decreased, and 24% favored allowing more immigrants into the country. Today's episode was written by Patrick J. Kiger and produced by Tyler Klang with kind engineering assistance by Ramsey Yount. For more on this and lots of other sticky topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. Hold up. 